Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Woody Banter Book Club Podcast. I am Maddie, here with... Courtney, hello, and today, Maddie and I will be reviewing the one and only Miss Emily Henry, People We Meet on Vacation. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, we are both pretty big Emily Henry fans, but I loved this book, Um, and I think Maddie did too, so today Mm -hmm. should be a pretty good review. Yeah, I loved it. I there's just there's just something about the way Emily Henry makes me feel that I I don't know I don't even know how to describe. Like it's like a, it's like so I, I'm so elated whenever I'm like reading these books that I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what's happening. I can't believe it. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And like I'm so engaged in the story the whole time. So mm-hmm. I will say she knows how to draw it out. Um Yeah. We we'll get into that in like the spoiler portion, and I think I think before we even get into it that this was so Emily Henry was like an author before this, but I think that this was like the first one of like her Emily Henry era. I don't know if Beach Read came first or if that one came first. I'm gonna check really quick. Big break. I think this one might have been first. It came out in two. 2021 i think yeah um, no this one was first this came out 2020 okay also what the hell is on this book i just it's sticky that is Ooh. concerning i'm gonna put that over there to wash it later might have gotten nope. it dirty during our um one of our little baking cooking oh videos. you know that's completely that's definitely what it is it is absolutely like simple syrup or something <laughs> like it's, yeah <laughs> from our drinkies yes uh, um well anywho this is i think this is like the first emily henry book that we've read where there hasn't been like work com- competition like mm-hmm. that's uh one of the tropes. this one is like a flashback and a flash forward to the present um and it doesn't alternate every chapter either but she kind of delineates what's happening when so that's helpful but um this book follows poppy and alex um through the present tense and the past tense um and like i said she kind of flips back and forth um but it talks about like how they come to be friends and then it'll flip back to them like something happened right like they're not really speaking anymore and we don't really get the details until like way later on in the book which i actually liked because i'm like i was sitting there like gosh what could have happened um it really kept me enthralled in the whole story uh but we start to learn like how they became friends we start to learn um poppy is like she's this travel writer um and she had a blog for a really long time and alex is this school teacher who's actually very smart and brilliant he went to school for like a billion years but he teaches at poppy's old high school um, so we see a lot of flashes of them in the present and in the past. They're trying in the present to reconcile after whatever happened in the past. Um, and we're slowly, each time Emily Henry flashes back to the the past chapters, we're slowly learning how they became friends. They started to take summer trips every year and we learn like how they start to kind of develop their friendship, eventually kind of start to like fall in love just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh, in the in the present tense, they're trying to reconcile. They're at his brother's wedding. They both have, like, exes and stuff that they've dated throughout the years. But it's a really beautiful story, and it was very 
it was a very interesting way to write it. It reminded me a lot of um, when I read Every Summer After. It was kind of told in the same way that that book was, and that one came after. But I really liked it. I liked Poppy. I thought she was funny. Alex um, is a little more hmm, closed off, but like Poppy's the only person who can kind of break his shell. So they had a really good dynamic going and the side characters were also like interesting and fun. So I really Mm -hmm. liked it. Yeah, I thought it was so fun and I'm not really so the main trope in this one is obviously like friends to lovers or like Mm -hmm. friends to strangers to lovers (laughs) yeah and then second Uh, to romance yes yes and I think that I usually don't really find myself like drawn to those kinds of books Mm -hmm. but I really liked it in this one yeah I've read a couple that have those tropes and this has been by far my favorite I think it's just because the characters are so lovable Mm -hmm. um and the way Emily Henry writes she just keeps you coming back for more and like I said she really draws out a lot of the resolutions but it's not in like an annoying way Mm -hmm. um like I was dying to figure out what had happened where things went south how they were going to come back together um so overall really well written and I really enjoyed it um but we're going to get into our little ratings now. So we start off, for those of you who haven't joined us before, with whether or not we recommend the book in general. Then we talk about whether we would recommend it to our um, younger siblings, because Maddie and I both have younger sisters who like to read. Um, and then we kind of go into like our pillars, which I'll get into later. But we're going to start off with, would you recommend this book to a fellow reader, Maddie? Obviously, the answer is yes. Um, this is like one of those books that you see like all over TikTok and Pinterest and yeah. Bookstagram and everything. And I, listen, so far, Emily Henry, like this little particular series of hers, it just doesn't miss. Like this is just mm-hmm. like they're all so good and they're completely worth the hype that they get behind them. And I really like it. So yes, I would 100% recommend this to a fellow reader. Yeah, I totally agree. I have loved everything of Emily Henry's that I have picked up at this point. Um, We still have Happy Place kind of on our agenda later on down the line. But I mean, I always just leave these books feeling like so satiated. I get everything I want out of them. And there's always like pretty good conflict, I feel. Um, So I would absolutely recommend this. Uh, It's a medium sized read. It took me a couple days just because I've been doing other stuff, but it was very compelling and I was very invested in the story. Mm -hmm. So I would also recommend it. Um, Now, Maddie, would you recommend this to your younger sisters? You know what? I actually would. Um, it wasn't super smutty or anything like that. And not th- like it wasn't su- overly descriptive in any way. It was a lot tamer in my opinion than even Beach Read. Oh yeah. So like it was like way less. So I I mean like yeah I would recommend this to my younger sister. I don't know if they'd like it as much because the the they are the characters are a little bit older. You know they're like a little more yeah. like established. Maybe a little less relatable to younger people. But I. I would still recommend it to them. I agree. And, like, there's a couple smut scenes in here. Some of them are more fade-to-black moments. Um, The first one's a little bit more in detail, but it doesn't get, like, super, super inappropriate. I would kind of equate it to something that would happen in, like, 
a modern television show that my parents mm-hmm. would probably let my sisters watch, at least my older sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would recommend it. I, I agree with the notion that it might not be as interesting for them because these characters are in like their 30s. They have established careers um, and the conflicts maybe just aren't as applicable, I guess. Um, but I, I think they would enjoy it overall. So I would recommend it. Um, but yeah, so this one's cleared on all fronts. Everyone yeah. can read. Yeah. Everybody can and should read this book. Yes. Can <laughs> and should. That's an important delineation. Yes. Um, all right. So now we're going to hop into our four pillars. And for those of you who haven't joined us, these are things that Maddie and I like, I guess, overwhelmingly in romance books. So for each book, we kind of address them on a scale of one to five because 10 is simply too many. Um, so we have uh, character development, we have smut, we have realism, and then we have witty banter. And I did not do those in the right order, but that's okay. Um, so we're going to start off with the most important and my personal favorite element, which is witty banter. And Maddie, what would you rate this book on a scale of one to five? I would give it like a five, I think, for the witty banter. It was pretty good. I'm stuck between a four and a five. And the reason for that is that they had a lot of like pretty serious conversations in this Mm. book. And it wasn't a whole lot of like wit behind it. But I'm going to give it a five just because I liked it so much. But it definitely is not like the most wittied. But it's like Beach Read was super witty. Like that is like... I think that is probably the most witty book I've ever read in my life. Um, but this one, I'm just going to give it a five uh, because I think it deserves one, even though oh. I have no reason to be proving it. But okay. <laughs> based on vibes alone. Yes, based um, on vibes. It's a five. Totally fair. I personally, I'm going to give it a four for similar reasons right like there was a lot of serious conversations throughout the book poppy first of all is hilarious and alex is like subtly funny um but they have like all these inside jokes i guess that's where like the witty banter comes from for me there's not like a ton of confrontation that they have to dance around which is normally where the best witty banter in books comes from from my perspective but i did love the dynamic that they had and obviously like the tension created by the conflict that they had summers past that um had created this whole lack of contact that they're trying to reestablish in the present tense i thought that that contributed to some good witty banter i don't know i think poppy's just funny and witty in general um but in a larger sense the dialogue was really excellent between the main characters and between the main characters and side characters um it it's, you know, sometimes in books when you're reading dialogue, it's just like, okay, this conversation could have ended forever ago. But they have so many inside jokes and like, I don't know. I just thought it was really cute. So I'm going to give it a four. It's not like the best I've ever seen. And we, we just, we've discussed that we're trying to be a little more stringent with fives and stuff. But overall, like the dynamic was still really good with their conversations. Mm-hmm. So... Um, all right, and then our next pillar will be character development. And what would you rate that, Maddie? I think, see, this is actually kind of interesting because you have the character development of them when they were like 18 years old, right? Because mm-hmm. you see them when they were then. And then you see them now and you see kind of like 
their journey because essentially poppy's whole journey is that she's completed her life's long goal of becoming a, a, a i don't know like a magazine writer person mm-hmm. so and she's feeling very unfulfilled in her life because she just she's completed this huge goal and then after people complete huge goals uh, this is something that i can attest to is that after you complete a huge goal there's kind of like this empty feeling inside where you're like i have done the one thing that i have set out to do and now now what what and so exactly so you get to see her development as a person as she's trying to reach Mm -hmm. that goal and then you also get to see her trying to overcome the next stage of what she's going to be doing in her life and I think that it was really well written, and I think that it made a lot of sense, and it was something that I resonated a lot with. So I'm going to give it a five uh, for Poppy. Um, Alex is good because you could also see how he kind of comes out of his shell, and like mm. he too has like his goal that he wants in life, and how he like wants to be a teacher, and he wants to go back to where he's from, and he wants to live there, and he wants to take care of his family, and he wants to start his own family, and he wants to have his own life. And I think that it showed his was his character development is a little more linear where like he he kind of has everything ahead and like no no real uh burdens or conflicts within the mix of that whereas like poppy like drops out of school and does all that sort of stuff so like i'm gonna give it a five too okay his his was a little bit easier so overall a five (laughs) okay yeah, I agree with a lot of those sentiments. For me, I think it's a four again. Um, and part of the reason for that is, like, Poppy Poppy's struggles are very realistic, and we'll get into that in another pillar. But um, Poppy does not decide to take therapy until, like, the very end of the book, and boy, does she need it. Um, so I think, like, she knows that there's this void in her life, right? And we eventually come to find out that the void is kind of Alex um, because she's achieved all of these professional goals, but she's left feeling kind of wanting in her personal life and in her relationships and stuff. Um, Now, I do think a lot of the character development that she experiences through college and in her career is excellent because she kind of comes into her own and becomes more confident in what she's doing. Like, initially, the blog that she's doing is just something kind of fun while she's in college. And then she comes to the realization that, like, books, school, that ain't it. Um, And she's doing really well with where she's at now. She ends up getting a job at, like, her dream magazine. Um, And and that's where the void starts to come in, right? She's achieved all of these goals. but I think, like, part of part of what really stuck with me, too, is that I feel like for a really long time, they don't realize that they're in love with each other. Or at one party doesn't necessarily realize that they're, like, in love with each other. Mm-hmm. And throughout parts of the book, it made me, like, scream because I was just like, uh, it's so obvious to everyone <laughs> but you. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I liked at the end that Poppy finally realized what she wanted um, and that they could like work through things together. But I just think like, I think there was a lot of hurt involved because of miscommunication, which is very realistic. Um, But I just think also that they probably could have resolved their issues a lot earlier on. And like you said, Alex's character development is very much linear. Um, 
but he is also just so reserved and I there were parts of the book where I wanted to like shake him and be like stand up for yourself or like say how you're feeling don't like because she would say something to kind of try and probe him in some regards and then he would just be like haha okay um and I'm like no Alex give her something um so that detracted a little bit from the score for me but overall I think a lot of the things they overcame were very realistic and I think the ways that they did it were um good I guess and overall I I liked where we ended up at the end of the book uh where they were at personally with their character development so I do think it deserves a high score um kind of a I'm gonna come back to smut because I feel like a really good natural progression from this is realism so Mm -hmm. what would you rate uh, scale one to five realism on this book like I said I resonated a lot with it and I felt it to be super realistic of just kind of like the general feelings that uh, Poppy was feeling throughout the story um, I think that Alex's behavior and everything like that is pretty realistic um, very much like a a guy who's in love with a girl who doesn't who he doesn't think likes him back it's Mm -hmm. like his behavior is very similar um i think that i think that i mean everybody around them you know after they you know uh everyone around them is kind of just like oh yeah like we knew this was gonna happen Uh, yeah so that felt pretty realistic because like sometimes you just see people and you're like they're gonna get together one day and it's gonna Mm -hmm. be great and everybody's gonna be like finally uh so i give it a five i think that it was i think it was super realistic i also give it a five on realism i think there's elements that theoretically could detract like her job is she writes a travel magazine so she gets to go on these crazy cool trips but the fact of the matter is like that is a reality for some people um and I also felt like a lot of the struggles they face the miscommunications the physical separation because he lives in Ohio and she lives in New York um I feel like all of those things were very realistic I feel like their struggle struggles pardon me struggles <laughs> were very realistic um And I also felt like the resolution at the end, as much as I wish they would have, like, taken therapy and stuff or communicated, I I will acknowledge that, like, that's just kind of human nature. And so I do think the resolution was also realistic, right? They both kind of had to take some time apart and, like, assess what they really wanted after all of this confrontation kind of came to a boiling point. Um, And I think in a lot of books that we've read, like, things we never got over at the end right there's this crazy thing that happens and then they end up together like instantly after that but I think in real life a lot of times you need to take some time for introspection before you decide what your next move is especially when it's something as serious as like who you want to spend your life with and there's been all this other conflict so I thought it was very realistic and deserving of a five um now, the smut, what would you rate that on a scale of one to five, Maddie? I don't know, like a one. I, don't, <laughs> I mean, it was like, 
Uh, it's, it seems so funny to like give it like a one just like, yeah, I guess it was a one. Um, whereas opposed to other books that I've given a one, it's been out of passion and anger. This is just a one because it wasn't very smutty in my opinion. It was kind of tame. Not a whole lot of describing of things going on. Um, so it's like a one in that sense, but like a five, I guess, in like the context of it. It like well, that's I like an average three out of yeah, that. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. What did I give when in Rome? Because I, the way I feel about the smut in this book is the same I feel about the smut in that book, which is non-existent in this one. So I, it was probably a three or a two. You know what? Actually, I think that we omitted smut for that reason. Okay. Um. I'm going to give it uh, an A. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give it, a, I'm going to give it, I don't know. I don't know. A three, okay. I guess. I guess. That's where, okay, I'm giving it a three, right? Because it, it exists. There's not a lot of it. And like, I kind of, that's one area actually where I wish she would have done a little bit more because the chemistry between them is like insane. Mm-hmm. Um, So like. I don't know. I wish maybe there had been a couple more instances, even if they were fade to black. Um, but at the same time, like in terms of spiciness, very low on the scale because it, it didn't go super heavy into detail. But their chemistry was so great. Um, and when they finally get together, you're like, yes. Um, so I think that averages out to like a three. It, it It's not like other books where you where it's like glorified – porn hub that you're reading <laughs> um but it it could have been a little bit more in my opinion mm-hmm. on, on the spicy side that being said it makes it easier to um for a, like a larger audience to read so that doesn't necessarily detract from it either um but if you're going into it expecting like crazy smutty scenes mm-hmm. you're not gonna get that there's a ton of really great storyline though so take that I'm noticing, I'm noticing that, okay, beach read, pretty smutty, right? Like they, it's pretty descriptive and it's fun and mm-hmm. all that stuff. This one, not a whole lot going on in it, right? Like they, they, they do it, but it's not super described. Book lovers, kind of the same way. It's a little more smutty and then it's not at the yeah. same time, if that makes sense. So there's like a spectrum. So I'm wondering, yeah, so I'm wondering how Happy Place is going to be because neither of us have read, have read it yet. And so I'm wondering like what the situation will be like in that book. So I guess we'll have to revisit in August when we read that book. Ugh, so long to wait. But we've got an enormous TBR, so. Enormous. <laughs> it's just going to have to. Um, And Maddie yes. refuses to buy the hard cover so. i will not buy it i hate hardcovered books i don't i actually i found out this is a little off topic but i found out that the reason why they publish hardcover books is because the new york times does not do paperback bestsellers they only do hardcover oh. nonfiction, and then depending on what country you're in so like united states bestsellers canadian bestsellers stuff like that yeah well that's dumb that's what i said i said just get rid of the like country one and just replace with paperback because books would do amazing with paperback literally like or like ebooks yeah well i just you know i don't necessarily think hardcover is a good reflection of the overall reception of a book 
especially yeah. for people like you who just absolutely do not want them whatsoever and i don't like them either i hate dust covers i always have to take them off because they annoy the heck Same. out of me and then i'm worried about like keeping them pristine the whole mm-hmm. time and i also like to like bend my books and yeah do crazy heinous stuff when i'm reading in like different positions upside it would, down you know whatever i i may feel different about it if i owned like exclusively hardcover books sure so like I ha- like I got uh how to sell a haunted house by Grady Hendrix in January and that one was a hardcover book and mm. I did not I mean I loved the book but I didn't enjoy the act of reading it because it was in a hardcover but like if I have like a full set of like just the hardcovers of like uh things we never got over or something I would probably mm. feel a little bit different about having this one as a hardcover but that's fair this is like a whole thing yeah well that's part of the part of what drives me nuts about um a court of thorns and roses that series is my last book silver flames is hardcover because that's all they sold when i was buying it and i didn't want to wait to read it and i wasn't reading on my phone at that point or anything like that so it drives me nuts and i feel like it makes my bookshelf look wonky and weird it's the same thing with like um some of the other book series that I have where like they'll release the hardcover first and a lot of times too they'll contract with different um book production distribution companies right so they'll give rights to like hardback to one distribution company and rights to um paperback to another so I don't know if that affects it or what but yeah I (laughs) so I own let me just show you this really quick (laughs) okay So the fourth U book came out in April, and I'm waiting for that one to come out into a paperback. But my problem is that it doesn't even matter because I have the freaking Netflix cover version of U. This is before I even watched the show, and I actually stole this one from Kate. Like, this is actually Kate's (laughs) book. I stole it from her. Okay, this is the second book. Okay, nice little paperback. has the stupid sticker on it, the stupid Netflix sticker. But then, so when the third book came out, I wanted it badly. And like we've just discussed, I'm, I am absolutely 100% a paperback girly. I didn't look at the book I was buying, okay? So first of all, wow. Okay, all right, <laughs> yep. And I don't know if you see this, but it says the large print version and also the dyslexic version. <laughs> <laughs> so like so like if you look like parts of the words are like bolded and stuff like that so that people who are dyslexic can I mean it's not funny that people are dyslexic but like it's, <laughs> I bought the dyslexic version on accident so I'm not gonna lie though I read this book in one day and it was so easy to read because of the way that words are bolded so hmm <laughs> yeah so not only it's giant it's giant font and large print so Sometimes you yeah. just gotta take what you can get. Yeah. So, I mean, I could buy the large print of the fourth book and finish it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, that was a little bit of a sidetrack there, but That's I just okay. wanted to... Yeah. The fact of the matter is, some series are worth waiting for. Others, you gotta get your hands on immediately. So mm-hmm. the fact that they're a hardcover or special dyslexic <laughs> version is not a deterrent. 
Yeah, um, I didn't know that. I just said paperback, and I bought it without looking into it. So, and this is what I received. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Did you have any fan casts for this book? Okay, I don't. But I have like a I have like a real mental image of what Alex looks like in my head, and he kind of looks like um. He kind of looks like Dylan is in trouble, the YouTuber, in my head, but with like with curly hair. Hang on, I have to Google that. Okay. Don't yell at me. Dylan That's is cool. in trouble. I just love that she described him, like, towering over her at yeah. every point. Okay, let's see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, like, if he had, like, maybe a little bit of, like, wavy hair instead of his straight hair yeah it's giving studious it's giving yes. high school teacher mm-hmm, mm-hmm. exactly that's that is the vibe i get from dylan is not in trouble as i get he's a high school teacher but he's not he's a youtuber who wears a fake nose ring and pretends that he's not 31 years old so. <laughs> it's okay it's part of his shtick so i could not think of anybody to cast in these positions. I like Poppy. She's like a a travel blogger writer, and I know she's blonde. But like every time I try and picture her in my head, I just picture like a generic beautiful blonde woman who likes yeah. to travel. Um, see, not even me- generic. I kind of picture like Amanda, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amanda was blonde up until like four months ago, so. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, just kind of the vibes. So, uh, I I think, like, a lot of times I try and attach these characters to people I'm either, like, watching in a TV show mm-hmm. at that time or, like, people I know in real life. Mm-hmm. So, I actually like, yeah. fan-casted um, Roy Kent as Alex <laughs> and me as Poppy. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the chemistry would be insane. Yeah. Brett Goldstein. Between, yeah, between me and Brett Goldstein, it would be really impeccable. <laughs> I could act so good, and it would be acting. Acting. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah. You know, life imitates art. Art is influenced by life, perhaps. Um Yeah. But if you have any good uh, fan castings that you thought of when you read this book, go ahead and leave them down in the comments. Maddie and I will peruse, see if it's accurate or not. Yeah, um, we'll let you know if you're wrong. <laughs> we don't have an answer, but that doesn't mean you're right. Yeah, exactly. Um, anywho, uh, now that we've kind of gotten through our ratings of the pillars and stuff, let's give this an overall rating, one of five, Maddie. A five, easy. A five this book, yeah. I mean, I had to, I had to go back and look because I was stuck between a four and a five because, uh, I kind of wanted it to end a little bit differently, but we'll get into that mm-hmm. with the spoiler section because I have like, I ha- I thought something was gonna happen and that didn't happen. Okay. Um, but I I gave it a five ultimately because I gave Beach Read a five and I felt the same way about this book that I do about Beach Read and I liked it more than I liked Book Lovers, so it was. I knew that it ha- it's like it's okay. So far, it goes beach read, people we meet on vacation, book lovers. 
Yes. But it's like super narrow. It's not like I hated book lovers at all. Like it's marginal. super, super, it's very marginal. So okay. <laughs> yeah, totally fair. I think overall, I know I gave it a lower rating on some of the pillars, but that's just kind of objectively based on all of the books that I've read, which do exceedingly well in certain categories. I also think this book is a five. Um, just because I loved the story, I loved the characters, um, and even though, like, there's some parts that I wish would have been a little bit different, like, at the end of the day, when you're reading a book, you have to remember that this is, like, this isn't you, you can guess how it's going to end and stuff like that, but, like, this is the author's expression, right? And so, like, you have to kind of take it for what it is, and although I wish they would have, like, resolved their issues a little bit earlier, just because, like, the, the drawing out the conflict kept me involved and it kept me like wanting more but at the same time I'm like oh you guys are so perfect together why can't you just work it out and I think that that is like the epitome of a good romance novel honestly um there there's other ways you can do it but like it was just so good I'd read it again I'll read anything this woman produces um <laughs> so it was a five and that's that being said we're trying to be a little bit more stingy with those two um, mm -hmm. but truly, and I think it's what this beach read and things we never got over are the books we've given a five on the podcast, but yeah, um, these are the ones you should move to the top of your TBR if you have yet to read them. Yes. Highly, oh. highly recommend those ones. On that note, for those of you who have not yet read this wonderful, fantastic book, please get out of here. And go read it and come back when you're done because Maddie and I are going to go into the spoiler portions of our review and discussion now. We're going to talk a lot about plot lines, about characters, and we don't want to give anything away that will ruin the book for you. If you're not a big uh, reader or if you haven't read this in a while, if you have read it, you don't plan on reading it, go ahead and stick with us. Um, if you're here for the vibes. Yeah, if you're here for the vibes, we're going to talk about the plot. Um, if you're my coworker Blake, and you don't read, but you love this yeah. podcast, yeah. then stay on with us, uh, yeah. and we'll kind of break down our thoughts on the overall plot and stuff like that. Yeah, if you're our high school avid teacher, hi, thank you so much for watching us. Uh, or if you're Courtney's mom. Yeah. Hi, Becca. Oh, Becca. Today, we're filming this on Mother's Day. So yes, we are. Retrospectively, happy Mother's Day to all mothers. Yes. Uh, T-Boy texted me this morning to wish me a happy Mother's Day because I am a future mom. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one year, T-Boy was talking. This is off topic also. T-Boy was talking to this girl on Tinder or something like that, and he texted her on Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day, and she said, I'm not a mom, and he goes, but you will be. <laughs> And I was like, "That's almost like ominous." T boy, that's so, <laughs> like T boy. That's a little far, my friend. Yeah, he he does listen to our podcast. By the way, he texted me. He's like, "I'm listening to it right now." So shout out to you, T boy. Yeah, T boy. Don't say that to women anymore. <laughs> that you're trying it's to pursue. It's kind of it's kind of weird. It is just a little, but we love you all the yeah. same. Yes. Alrighty. Well, Maddie, would you I didn't have anything, don't kill me. I didn't um, tab either. I was I read it so fast that I was like, I'm not tabbing anything. I feel like some books I need to just to discuss like certain instances, but like mm -hmm. for some of them I just want to talk about certain plot points. But this book, it starts off 
Um, well, the prologue is like one of their random trips. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's just to establish the vibe between Poppy and Alex. She like comes up to him at a bar and pretends to hit on him. Um, which when I was initially reading it, I was like, where is this going? Like, why is she like fake hitting on what is obviously the main love interest? Um, and it becomes more clear throughout the book. But um, we start off with Poppy in New York with her um, her boss girl boss, Swapna, uh, <laughs> who is scary and also awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's trying to figure out where she wants to travel to next um, for her job. She comes up with this brilliant idea. She's been her and Alex haven't talked for two years, and she's like, "I'm." And we don't try. know why. We don't know. Why. We don't know why. We don't know why until like almost the very end of the book. You can kind of guess um, as we get further and into further into the plot, but like. She concocts this whole plan. She's like, man, I really miss Alex. I miss talking to him all the time. And she's like, ah, I know. His brother is getting married and I can come up with this excuse like, oh, let's go on this trip on the company's dime, even though the company's like, no, because it's in Palm Springs. And they're like, we love that idea, but not for right now. And she's like, well, that's not convenient Mm because I need to go there right now. Um. So she basically pitches, she reaches back out to Alex and she pitches this to him. She's like, let's go on one of like our old summer vacations. So they used to do vacations on like a budget. And he's like, yeah, all right. Um, and so she's like, I, I want to like reconnect with him and I miss him so much, but I don't want him to know that like I'm paying for this. Which she doesn't come out to tell him until, like, the end of the book. And I'm like, oh, you should have just been honest with him after you guys, like. But, alas, she's a human, so she did not. Um, And the first couple chapters are just kind of, like, establishing her career, her relationship with her boss. um, Mm -hmm. And then eventually we get to the point where she meets Alex in college. And he is just, like, so passive. At first, I was like, what the hell? Like, normally... Uh, in romance books, I love, like, big, broody, mean um, Knox Morgans. Uh, but Alex really came to grow on me. He's just more of, like, a stoic type. But she he he's one who has, like, a really thick shell. And she hammers away at that bad boy until she finally gets in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of the beginning of the book. And you know it's yeah. the beginning of the book. Nope. Um, what I do like about it is that whenever we do go back in in time to like their past trips that we go back to the furthest and then we're working our way forward to like this most recent summer mm-hmm. and i think that it gives us a lot of perspective into like how their relationship formed how people around them feel about them um like her parents think that they're dating like her mom like comes into her room and like brings her a box <laughs> of condoms the biggest box of condoms ever she yeah there was a joke she made she was like we might have to strap them to the top of the car because i don't know yeah. <laughs> they're gonna fit on the inside yeah. um so like it's just like very clear that like everybody thinks there's something going on between the two of them both of them are completely in denial because at the same time that she's like nothing's happening between us she's like having these daydreams about Alex or like looking at him and be like, I think I'm in love with him, like in her <laughs> head. And so like, and then she's like, I don't know if I like him though. You just said that you're in love with him. You dumbass. She's so, in like, denial. Mm-hmm. So I really like how we, 
we get to see it all play out from the past. I was I wasn't sure how I was gonna like going back in time and like seeing things from the past, uh, but I thought it was done really well. I thought so too, and it's almost like it almost feels like as the book is progressing in the present tense, she's like also reminiscing on things that they just touched on in like the past chapters from the past right so like we get Mm -hmm. to like experience her reliving these memories almost like she does in the present tense I think and another funny thing was that I thought her mom reminded me a lot of my mom (laughs) so I don't I I, like my mom's just like fun and spunky and she says weird stuff (laughs) sometimes does things that make people uncomfortable. Like, I could see my mom doing something like buying a giant box of condoms and giving them to me in front of one of my guy friends mm-hmm. as a teenager, and I would have been equally as mortified. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> yeah, I think I think that uh, everybody in this book was so likable. Like, all mm-hmm. of the characters were. Uh, so after... So, like, the first summer that we get is, like, the summer when they kind of develop their friendship. Mm-hmm. And it's established very early on that she hates Ohio, <laughs> which don't we all? With and- good reason. <laughs> that place and- is awful. And, if and Alex there, is I'm one sorry. In- Alex's one and only red flag is that he wants to live in Ohio. <laughs> How dare you? Be perfect. Yeah. But you'd be so perfect but you want to live there why what is freaking what is it called linfield ohio have that uh skyline chili i don't know (laughs) okay (laughs) i'm trying to think of anything good from ohio uh yeah see i'm drawing a blank (laughs) all offense intended yeah I was gonna say no offense, but I realized that I mean all the offense. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> if you were so, there, just move. Problem solved. Yeah, I think that if <laughs> never mind, I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> um, okay, so I think that after you know they have like this little moment, and then they decide that you know they're gonna start hanging out. They go out together. They do things together. They're having all around a blast. But Alex is, like, in love with this girl that he sees at the library. Who, honestly... Okay, listen. I know that you and I, if this was a situation that you and I were in, we'd be like, ah, oh, Sarah's such a bitch. But yeah. she never once, like, victim... Like, like does anything mean to Sarah. And I actually really liked that. Um, yeah. Where, like, she doesn't like Sarah at all throughout the entire story. And Sarah plays, like, a pretty integral character in the in their past and, like, their reasoning for not being friends anymore and hmm. everything along there. Jealousy. Because um, of jealousy, yeah. And I think that it was just, like, I really liked how she was nice to Sarah, even though she didn't like Sarah, where if it was you and I, we'd be like, yeah (laughs) bitch Mm. get out of here bitch yeah that's super true and like another thing too is like sarah was totally valid in her insecure feelings and stuff totally because they were right they were in love with each other like she had every reason to be worried Mm -hmm. um and so like the big conflict that i guess poppy has with sarah is that she's like 
if they get married, he won't be a part of my life anymore. And it's like, yes, because he's in love with you and you won't Mm -hmm. acknowledge that. And so like, why would his girlfriend be okay with that? She Mm -hmm. wouldn't. And, you know, obviously they should just get together. They're in love with each other. That We get it. That's like the whole point of the book. They're getting there. They're working on it. But Sarah's not really a villain. Um, but also just, you know, when you read books, a lot of times you like put yourself in the person's shoes. And so I was like, Sarah, that's Sarah. Get her out of here. She's awful. Yeah, yeah she's so bad for Alex. <laughs> but she's like, just like a nice girl wants to be a teenager. Yeah. And they have like similar like- interests, similar career paths yeah and i guess like she did she was kind of mean when she was like you're so boring alex like you never do anything but to be fair they had also been dating for like two years at that point which is kind of like a normal thing that happens in people's relationships by like the two or three year mark people get super bored and then they either like keep going or they break up True. Well, and he's going off on all these fun trips with Poppy, and he's showing her, like, a fun side of him, right? But Mm -hmm. she's getting, like, stoic teacher Alex. And so I don't think it's unfair to say that he probably was being, like, boring to her. Now, like, he has, like, a lot of insecurities about that, which I think is why it really hurts and, like, why it's kind of like, ooh, that was not a nice thing to say. But when people break up, like, they say things that they probably shouldn't, that they might even mean, but, like, I, I don't think that that was totally invalid either. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, I, as much as he does, he, he, at certain points in the book, he, like, one of the big reveals towards the end is that he was going to, like, propose to Sarah, and then he didn't after one of the summer trips, because he realized he, like, couldn't do that, right? But, like, I, like, he could have given Sarah so much more of him if he wanted to. And, like, I, I don't know. She, she She's definitely not a villain. But also, like, he was giving her, like, pieces of himself. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't think they should have ended up together. Because I think there was just, like, a lot of hurt on both sides. Obviously, I think Poppy and Alex should have ended up together. Because I love their dynamic. But at the end of the day, Poppy was insecure for so long. Like, they're in their 30s in this book. And, like, these are problems they probably could have hashed out well, well, well beforehand. He deserved a chance to be happy. And, like, she comes to a confrontation with Sarah, too, towards the end of the book. Where Sarah's just like, hey, you kind of sucked. But go get your mans, because he's not Mm -hmm. mine anymore. And I was like, flex. Good for Sarah. (laughs) Go off, Sarah. I hope, yeah, we, go I, off, hope, Sarah. I hope we get a Sarah book. Mm, I'm not that invested in her. I'm sure she gets her happy ending. She's strong in a pen. So okay. Um I don't know. She and Alex Well they, they they check into a hot hotel room and the second that happened I was like, I know where this is going. They were like, There's one bed and I was like, Yes. One bed. It's too hot. Oh no. Oh no. We're gonna have to take off our clothes and sleep in the same yeah. bed. Yeah. Oh my god. What could happen when you do that? Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Except for like they didn't have sex for like ever. <laughs> yeah, that's book. true. Um, and when they did, it was kind of like shocking. <laughs> yeah, she's like cutting was- down she's cutting down plastic because it's like they're working on some construction in the back or something and, and it starts and he, raining and he just yelled at her being like i'm sick of you using me you know that i like you why are you doing this to me 
we don't want the same things, blah, 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 blah. And then, of course, they... And then it's raining, and of course, they have to have sex. Mm-hmm. And he, even in, earlier in the book, he's like, having sex outdoors sounds awful. And then they have sex outdoors. And he's like, that was not awful. He's like, wow, first full circle, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> that was his character development. That was the whole thing. He actually learned that he likes having sex outside. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> his character um, development at 30. Yeah. I like I like thinking that like the first time that he did it was like in the woods with like no blanket. Oh. Uh, I'm thinking that, and then Rats the other time it's everywhere. like yeah, like with little sand. spiders. Oh, oh. ticks. Ugh. Oh yeah, he got like a tick on his ball or something. <laughs> I just imagine, and that's why like having sex on the beach. Like, when, when I hear outdoor, I either think woods or beach. And beach sounds awful because sand would get everywhere. And I mean, yeah. every, like, I, okay, when I was a kid growing up, I spent a couple summers in um, California at Huntington Beach and, like, I have chubby thighs. I would get, um, you know, some chafing going on. When you add sand into the mix, it's bad. So now mm-hmm. imagine that and all of your delicate Orpices. places. No, that sounds awful. But apparently the rain is okay. It just washes everything away. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what happens. <laughs> Unless you live in Ohio, in which case the rain is acid. Yeah, good thing. Literally. <laughs> uh, from all the train derailments there, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking, like, uh, the rain in Palm Springs is pretty cleansing. So Probably. It comes from the disgusting L.A. oceans, so mm, probably smog. super clean. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, Palm Springs. Now that you bring that up, we had some inclusion in this book. There was his brother, Alex's brother, is gay, mm-hmm. and he's getting married. Um, yes. And there was also what, like a lesbian rafter lady. Yeah, so mm-hmm. ally, um, <laughs> totally on brand too that she moves to Vail, Colorado yeah. to become a, yeah. <laughs> a rafting guide. Yeah, yeah, um, we can make that joke. We're from Colorado. Yeah, it's allowed. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they, I don't know. I don't really have a whole lot to say because I just really liked this story. I liked when they went to California uh to the bay area and they were getting wine drunk uh i love that i've been there i've done it it's so (laughs) fun (laughs) i went with my grandparents my grandma and i got super drunk and (laughs) we had a great time um and then they eventually you know they okay i'm I'm just gonna get to the end because this is like what i'm thinking i So they get into kind of an argument when they're saying goodbye because it's kind of like, uh, you know, I really like you and like I really needed to get that off my chest. And he's like, I'm not a vacation for you. I'm a person and I like you and you know I like you and you like me and I know you like me, but you need to do some soul searching. And she's like, okay. So then she goes home to New York and then she goes to therapy. And I was kind of hoping that they would not get back together. 
And the reason why I was thinking that was because I just, I felt like it would have been like a really good like learning lesson, I guess. Learning lesson. A really good lesson learned for uh, Poppy about like treating other people like their vacations. Because that's kind of what she does to all of the side characters in this. You know, she's going home for a vacation to go see her parents. She's going to uh canada and she's meeting random guys there and that's the reason why it's called people we meet on vacation is because she's meeting all these new people on vacation and she treats them like they exist for that one purpose and then that's it they don't exist for anything else and i think it would have been really good if they had like not gotten back together even if they had gotten back together like later later on like a couple of years later that would have been good but i think that in my head, I picture I it, like, to be a couple months, right? Because, like, he, mm-hmm. she's tried to text him, he doesn't respond. But, like, my problem with the ending was I felt like Alex finally broke his emotional barrier, right? Laid it all out for her. And I feel like at the end, she really didn't have to give anything up, right? She quit her job because she wanted to, not because she had to give it up. And her boss was super supportive. She got to stay in New York, which was what she wanted. And she got Alex. And I'm like, I just feel like he is the one who had to concede on all of these things. And he really isn't the person who did. The only thing he did wrong was maybe not, like, fully expressing himself the way he should have from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Like, he should have just told her that he had feelings for her. We could have avoided all of this. We wouldn't have a book then, right? But um, that was really, like, I feel like his only major downfall and, like, I don't even think the scene at the airport before they departed was mean or anything. Like, she's been kind of dragging him along for so long, even if she doesn't necessarily realize it. Um, and she thinks that it's coming from a place of, like, oh, I we have different values, so I don't even want to try because I don't want to, like, take away from him what he wants. But she doesn't even ask, right? Like, she's not like, what do you want? Are you willing to make concessions? Can we make this work? Like, that's what should have happened. And she, I mean, she does say she'll give up everything when she, like, makes that final stand. She goes home to see him. She shows up at the teacher bar. And she makes her grand declaration. But at the end of the day, she really didn't have to give up anything mm-hmm. for him. From Aside from, like, her pride, which she should have given up a long time ago. Um, and I do like that she's in therapy, so I think maybe she has learned some lessons. But, like... I don't know. I think I would have liked the ending a little bit more if they had ended up somewhere else, like in California or something. That's a place that holds a lot of, like, memories for them, obviously. Um, But it's also not, like, Ohio where he wants to live or New York where she wants to live. Like, I don't know. I feel like she should have conceded more ground. Um, So that was, like, one major flaw, I think, with the ending. Um... I don't know. I think Alex really, like, asserted himself towards the end. And, like, him not responding to her text messages and stuff, I think, was a very firm, like... Um, I think towards the end, he really, like, stands up for himself. But, like, I don't know. I feel like he really wasn't in the wrong with most of this. And so for him to end up, like, giving... Not giving up what he wanted. Like, he still needs to be a teacher and stuff. But for him to concede so much and then, like her to end up doing everything that she wants to be doing i thought that was kind of unfair um to be fair they do take um 
they do also still live in Ohio. Like, they still own his grandma's house, and they still, like, go back and, like, are renovating it and stuff like that. To me, the ending was kind of like, uh, we do both. So, like, half the year. Although, I don't know how that would realistically work for two reasons. One, he's a teacher, so he is committed nine months of the year Mm -hmm. to one of those places. Two, I can't imagine, and I'm guessing that he probably still teaches in Ohio, but I don't know why they would choose to spend their summers in New York City. So, like, I I have a hard time being like, why would you do that? It's, everybody knows that that's a horrible place to be when it's the summertime. Right. Well, my thing is just, like, he got a teaching job, a um, substitute teaching job in the city, so I don't think he can be mm. teaching both, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, her writing has to happen in New York. So, I don't know if she's... I, I'm sure they worked it out. It's not delineated in the book, exactly. Mm-hmm. how they, But in my head, I just pictured him more living in New York and then, like, visiting their family and stuff in Ohio. But, like, I don't know. To me, it just felt like he conceded a lot of ground and she didn't really have to give a lot up. And I felt like she was more in the wrong with the situation. Yeah. Michigan. I love, like, happy ending books. So, like, I understand where you're coming from where, like, maybe they shouldn't have ended up together so that she could have learned a lesson. But I would have been mad. (laughs) (laughs) would have been like, I read all of this and they're not even together. I love when that happens. It's I hate so good. it. I love it. I hate it. <laughs> oh, man. I love when that happens. A house divided. You're just like your dad. You know. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> Maddie's dad loves sad endings where people don't get what they want. Yeah. I do love that a lot. Although I will say that he is he's in his Ted Lasso era and he said that he loves Ted Lasso because he loves how every episode there is a meaningful message that he can take away from each and every episode of Ted Lasso. Mostly that football is life, but football is yeah. also death. Yes. Danny Rojas. Danny Danny Rojas. <laughs> Yeah, Maddie and I are soccer girls now, in addition to being hockey girls. Yeah, I'm a big, what did I say this morning? Brantford fan. (laughs) Do you know why? Please tell me. Their logo is a B. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I just randomly picked Liverpool when I was like 18. I was like, this is my team. Mm. Yeah. Terry said that he doesn't know the name of any player on Brantford, but that's our team now. (laughs) Okay. Also, I found out that West Ham. I found out West Ham's a real team. So. Yes, uh, Southampton well, actually knew, just got relegated. I knew that um, that Richmond was not real, but like yeah. I, everything else is real. Like I knew that like the teams that they were playing, like Tottenham, was real. But since West and Ham plays such a big role in this season, that I thought it was also fake. Mm-mm. No, it's real. But Southampton. Southampton just got relegated. And we just learned what that means via Ted Lasso. Which is funny. I saw an interview the other day that, like, part of the reason they started the show was to get Americans to care about football. Mm -hmm. Soccer. And I was like, wow. 
you did it. Good job. <laughs> it worked. Thank you, Brett Goldstein. I yeah, now love football soccer. Football is life. <laughs> football. Anyways, on that note, which is totally unrelated to people <laughs> we meet on vacation, we both really enjoyed this book. We recommend it. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. Please Wait. subscribe. Oh, oh. Next week. What are we reading next week? Oh, next week we're reading Funny You Should Ask. <laughs> um, and I'm excited because the cover is so cute. Have you started it yet? No. I have read a little bit of it. Uh oh. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Well, tune in next week to find out how Maddie feels about it. <laughs> um, and how I feel about it when I inevitably read it in the next five mm-hmm. days. Um, anywho, if you are watching us on YouTube, thank you. Please hit that subscribe and that like button. Leave some comments below with your fan casting. Any disagreements with our discussion, go ahead. Lay it on us. We love a we love a little discord. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, thank you. Please subscribe. Um, and if you aren't already following us on social media, we have drumroll, please. Instagram, <laughs> TikTok, Facebook, and Pinterest. Brand new. Ooh. Pinterest. What are they doing on there? Mm. What could be the reason why people might be on Pinterest? just book girly things um but if you aren't already following us please go ahead and give us a follow we're super close to 200 on instagram we might even be by the time this airs um Mm -hmm. thank you for all of the love and support maddie and i really enjoy doing this we love reading and it's fun to get to hang out virtually every week and just talk about books that we love um and share that with you guys so or hate or hate. Yes, we also hate a lot of books. Um, but Maddie and I also have some fun projects related to the podcast coming down the line. And we'll be talking about those on our social media over the next month or so. So make sure to follow us and follow along so you can get all of that information. We'll probably talk about it on the podcast as well. But as always, thank you for your support and happy reading. Happy reading. <laughs>